Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests on the Goodyear hotline. Then there's guests joining us in studio like Mike Tannenbaum. Welcome back, Mike. Um, we got to get into this Tom Brady stuff with you. Oh, I, <laughs> I love new Tom. Is it new Tom Brady or is it just Tom Brady with the cuffs off? Or, or am I exaggerating the effect on him leaving Bill Belichick and, and, and now being with Arians and the Bucks? It's, pro- it? it's probably just being with Arians and the Bucks because it, the cuffs, they're off. I mean, you know, New England does it a certain way. Yeah. It's one voice. And that's it. That's just New England. That's that's. I don't need a whole bunch of locker room lawyers. You've heard that a bunch. And that's the way New England operates, where you go to Tampa and you just, I can be me and I can do what I need to do. So you we, know, if, if we had a pie chart of why he made that decision, I would think the biggest part of that would be Giselle. But it's interesting, like the other aspects of him being so outspoken about league rules. I thought it was interesting, guys. Did you hear? The thing that I found most interesting was when he said, hey, the uniform numbers changing, like that's really hard for quarterbacks. And I know I'm not in charge, but as Tom Brady, how come no one asked me my opinion? And I thought that was like so insightful that like, hey, I want to sit at the table. I've earned the right. And to your point, Key, he never would have said that in Foxborough. Yeah. But in Tampa, like, you but know. But in all honesty, mm-hmm. in all honesty, no. He does not earn the right to decide who wears the numbers. I I, I get it, but no, he doesn't. Here not. is Tom as Brady great as he is. with Jeff Darlington talking about his return to New England. Listen. What will that be like, Tom? What will it be like? I, I know exactly that? how it's going to be like. I, I won't share it with anyone because I feel like I, you know, I want to keep that to myself until, you know, what I know what that experience will be. But I have a really good idea of what that will be like because I want to help it prepare for ultimately, uh, you know, my performance. And I'm going to use what I've learned over the years to – you know, hopefully go out there and play a great game. Um, but That's I, interesting. You, so you're saying you know what it'll you, – you've internalized what it'll feel like. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. I, I can envision everything. You can catch Jeff Darlington's full interview with Tom Brady this Sunday on NFL Countdown, where Randy Moss, Teddy Bruschi, and the rest of the crew will be live from Gillette Stadium. It all kicks off Sunday at 10 Eastern on ESPN. What do you think, Mike? Tom Brady's visualized it all already. He already he's experienced it all. Now just the rest of us have to experience it when it happens, I guess. Yeah, I think he has a really good sense of like the tunnel, the walk from the locker room. You know, Gillette, they have a really huge home field advantage. It's about as far away the visiting locker room to the bench as I mean, it's like triple of what it is like for the home team. And I'm sure knowing Tom's attention to detail, he has all that worked out. I'm sure. The chess match has already been played. I think if I'm Coach Belichick, I'm going to test his patience. I'm going to play a really soft zone, make him check it down, and see if Tom tries to force the ball. I think he knows there's going to be crowd noise You know, when it's not convenient for him. I think he has that all worked out in his mind. You know, coaches, it's, it's, it's hilarious because coaches that have had players know all the players' tendencies, strengths, and weaknesses. Players don't know what coaches are going to do. Tom Brady doesn't know. People think, oh, he knows Bill. He knows. It's not like that for players. They don't know what a coach is going to do to them. They think they know, but the coaches know what to do to the player. They know, like Mike was saying, test his patience because he's coached them. Make him dump it down to here, there. Oh, if we do this to him, this is what's going to make him struggle. Tom doesn't know what they're going to do, even though he's going to see film and he'll have 
scouting reports. He doesn't know how Bill will do it. But see, uh, this is where it gets really interesting for me because, yeah, Bill probably knows what to do in the checkdowns, but Tom isn't at the stage of his career where it feels like, even though he plays with that anger and you see it in his play sometimes, that excitement, that passion, he seems like he's pretty stoic, right? So that methodical approach, like I feel like Tom, like, all right, like take your medicine, Bill. Like, I'll keep giving you your medicine. I'll do it methodically. It kind of reminds me when I, you know, I got drafted to the Bulls in 2003. Michael Jordan came back, and I think it was like his second or third time back in Chicago. But he got a standing ovation for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I'm on the court saying, damn, can we play the game? I'm trying to beat the Wizards here, right? But Jerry Krause talked a lot about, hey, this is the kind of scheme we need for Michael. And Michael just took his medicine. It was easy. Okay, you're going to do that? Great. I'll counter on this move. I'll counter on that. I'll get to the free throw line. It wasn't like he felt like he was coming. I'm just trying to destroy you. He destroys you in his methodical approach. I think Tom would do the same thing. Well, see, the thing, though, and Mike knows this, is with football coaching, Bill's first thing is what am I taking away from Tom? What's his strength? Oh, Gronkowski. So here's what we're getting ready to do. 87, we're going to in and out him on this down and distance because – 85% 85% of the time, that's what Tom's going. That's he wants to take your level. first two, your best he's two things take, away. He's going yeah. to take it away from him. Now let's see what you do. Oh, you're going to do that? Okay. Because coaches, when they're game planning for you, when you're on their team, they know your strengths and your weaknesses. So they're going to keep you away from that. But when they play against you, they're going to give you what they kept you away from for so long to have success. But you don't think Tom has any insight into Coach Belichick's strengths it's and weaknesses? A, it's different because it's just not Bill. It's the defensive staff. It's Matt Patricia's back there. It's his son. It's the it's the uh, other co-defensive coordinator that played there. Gerard, Ger- Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. It's that group of guys. It's just not one. Key, what do you remember about your first game against the Jets? Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Fax. <laughs> not good. Uh, it was a zoo. It was wild. It was crazy. It was, it was one of those deals. I got traded uh, – they decided to move on from me because they, they felt that they needed to get better at that position. And so they traded me to Tampa Bay, and I think it was the fourth game of the year we played them in Tampa. It was just crazy in terms of media. It was unbelievable. Down and in Florida. Down in Florida. And all they did was basically play cover two against me. They had Marcus Coleman over the top, every now and then Aaron Glenn, and then that was pretty much it. It was one of those – it was a bad – situation and we wind up losing the game it was bad weather and the biggest play in the game ironically was Curtis Martin throwing a pass and he dropped the glove before the play and I think the Tampa coaches knew but fortunately the defensive players was too late yeah because we could see him drop the glove and they pitched it and threw a halfback pass to Wayne it was a touchdown I'm sitting I'm like what's interesting that just happened and we was kicking their rear ends the entire game what's interesting is the zoo because the New York media wild. will travel, oh. and Florida, Tampa's it right up there. It was wild. But when you think about Brady going back to New England. But, so there's two I've experienced, and you have too, Mike. There, there's this Brady sort of experience. I experienced it myself when the Jets came to Tampa, and essentially they, they ran out of credentials to give to the media. So they had to hold two separate press conferences on back-to-back days. It was like Wednesday, Thursday was press conference day. And then we experienced it together in Tuna Bowl 1 with Bill Parcells. He left New England Patriots 
came to the Jets, and then we got to go deal with Tuna Bowl. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of nuances here, too. I totally agree with what Key was saying, which is like pregame, you know, everyone's going to see is Bill Belichick going to go up to Tom Brady. We, we, we know that. Or Rob, Brady go to yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it'll be very interesting to see how some of that plays out. But to me, from a football standpoint, guys, I'd love for it to be first and goal at the eight-yard line, Tampa Bay down six, and here we go. Because I think Tampa will move the ball. We know that. Bill's really good defensively, especially in the red zone. And to me, that's where the game is going to be won or lost is like New England's red zone defense against Tom Brady. I'm trying to think. We won the first Tuna Bowl, right? We did. It, it, yeah. yeah. It, 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 did we kick a field goal? or I think it was John Hall. Did. Yeah. Late, yeah, 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 late in the game. I remember I, – I kind of remember this situation where we won it late. It was crazy, though. So, so Key said it was a zoo with the media. Maybe this is why, because this is just one of the many quotes from Key the week before he played the Jets for the first time. If I'm so replaceable, why do they have a cornerback, Marcus Coleman, catching passes? <laughs> You're searching for ways. I'm sure Vinny has thrown a couple of high balls and thought to himself, I had a guy who could catch those before. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's hey, why. Okay, maybe, maybe just maybe a little that, bit. Maybe that's it. A let, let me, spice on a key. Let, let me take you guys behind the curtain in the Keyshawn Johnson trade negotiations. I'm there with Coach Parcells, Al Groves, our head coach, Rich McKay, the USC educated GM of the Buccaneers. We're like, we will trade Key for a first round pick. And Richard Kay is absolutely not. This is a USC receiver. It absolutely has to be two first round picks. And that's how we made the trade. (laughs) (laughs) Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, And we are brought to you by Capital One. Getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit is another reason. Banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. It was Nets Media Day yesterday, and Kyrie Irving participated from home. Here is Kyrie on his vaccination status. Listen. In the spirit of, of not putting limitations on the future, do you expect to play in home games in New York considering the, the rules in this state? Again, I would like to keep all that private. Please just just respect my privacy. Like uh, all the questions, kind of leading into what's happening. You know, just please uh, everything will be released at a, at a due date, and uh, once we get this cleared up. But as of right now, just please respect my privacy regarding anything around home games, what's happening, vaccination. Please, so, if you have another question, Malik, I love to answer it. Well, there there were more questions, including one asking him point blank: Does this mean you are not vaccinated? I appreciate your questions, bro. Honestly, I, I like to keep that stuff private, man. I'm a I'm a human being first, and obviously living in this public sphere, um, it's just a lot of questions about what's going on, and you know, in the world of of Kyrie, and and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private, and you know, handle it the right way with uh, my team, and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with with a plan. So, you know, obviously, I'm not able to be present there today. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. And just please respect that. I, so uh, I, I don't know. When people just come up with respect that because it's private, 
we're in a public health crisis. I understand why people are curious. Uh, first off, I want to set the tone for the NBA. Dr. Leroy Sims, who is the head physician for the league, over 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to state that first. Uh, I am a believer that people should be vaccinated. I am double vaccinated. Um, I still caught COVID. I think my symptoms were less due to the fact that I was vaccinated. But yesterday was not a great day for the NBA. That minority uh, really voiced their concerns. And when you have Bradley Bill, who made some pretty strong comments about, well, I know a lot of people that got the vaccine that still catch COVID. Yes, that is accurate. But still, their symptoms were drastically less. Uh, if you look at the stats and what they prove, than people who are non-vaccinated. Uh, you have D'Angelo Russell, who did a cryptic tweet saying Kyrie goaded, which I thought was uh, interesting considering Carl Anthony Towns has lost multiple family members and has gone through losing 50 pounds dealing with COVID himself and their teammates. As it relates to the Kyrie Irving issue, um, the Brooklyn Nets are in a tough bind here, man. They're in a tough bind. And for anybody that says, well, just trade him, who are you trading him to? Kyrie Irving has made strong statements that have came out from other people in his camp that he has not come out and publicly stood against Nick Wright and him or in this little spat going back and forth. And, you know, pretty much his representation or somebody that represented him said, if Kyrie Irving gets traded, like he, he does not want to play anywhere else but Brooklyn. Him and Kevin Durant have a very special, special relationship. So my question is, if you're throwing out trade scenarios for him, now, if you're the opposing team, if you're that GM of another team uh, of Minnesota or another team that's trying to get him, even Cleveland, you're saying, I'm not sure this guy will even play if he is involved in the trade for me. So why would I give up my valuable assets for something I'm not going to get anything on the court production in return? And look, Kyrie, I would not put it past him. I'm not saying I noticed for fact, but he has grossed earned close to $126 million in his NBA career. That's not counting shoe contracts. That's not counting endorsements, all the other stuff that comes along with it. It wouldn't shock me if Kyrie Irving says, all right, if you want, I'm not going to play basketball anymore. Let's see how that works out for you. It wouldn't surprise me if Kyrie Irving took that kind of stand. I think Sean Marks, if he's in a situation where Kyrie doesn't want to play home games because he doesn't want to get vaccinated, we're going to see how Sean Marks handles that. We're going to see how the NBA comes in with Adam Silver. There could be more fines, maybe that he doesn't get paid his salary. Uh, but it feels like the Brooklyn Nets are stuck. Well, you know, these things are, are fluid, Jay. They move from state to state every single day, city to city, every single day about rules and regulations. Just because New York right now says, hey, you have to be vaccinated to be indoors and play in arenas. There's going to, there's going to be other states that are going to come up with that, too. It's just a following state. And New York says, hey, you got to show your vaccination card to get into restaurants. Guess what? L.A. wasn't that way a couple couple weeks ago. L.A.'s like that now. So you're talking about trading him and moving on from him. You can't move on from him or trade him somewhere because what if it all of a sudden you trade him to Utah and then all of a sudden Utah puts in the rule or you trade him to – another team somewhere, Sacramento, and they put in the, you know, so yeah, that's my it's point. just yeah, not exactly. as yeah. simple as let's just trade him and move on from him. In terms of his privacy and you you wanted to go into that, Max, I respect the man's privacy. If the man wants privacy, you have to respect that, even mm-hmm. though you think, you think, because he's a public figure, that you have to know what his 
vaccination situation is, and he's supposed to elaborate on that. I disagree. I don't think he, he's supposed uh, to. Well, first of all, let me just be very clear. In America, if you don't want a needle stuck in your arm, no, I, I would fight for you not to have the needle stuck in your arm. This is America. You make your own decisions, but then you may have to stay home. You know, like you may not be able to go to work, go to a restaurant, leave the house, like de- do all, these kind of things. All that's so correct. I'm, so I'm with you on that. I think as a public figure, the reason they're curious about Kyrie is because they reasonably assume that that means that there will be complications with him playing for his team. I think I'm trying to think of another superstar in the history of sports who was a champion, who was clearly great and in his prime because Kyrie is clearly as skilled a player as you'll ever see and in his prime. Mm-hmm. And he's won a championship who has so devout, hasn't broken a law or anything like that, you know, gives money to, to charity and tries to make the world a better place. All those things are true, but who has also devalued himself in the league more than Kyrie. Like what, what could you get for Kyrie right now? Even if Katie won involved and you could trade him. Think of how great he is and what team would want him. Well, I mean, you're factoring a couple of different things, right? I mean, obviously the talent speaks for itself, but it's what comes along with the talent. I mean, Kyrie also did disappear a little bit last year. Let's be let's call for what it was, right? I mean, personal reasons, obviously things with George Floyd, things of that sort, but like just didn't really give notice to the team. And I, we talked about he, it on the he, show, Keith. He goes about doing things untraditional. Yes. And so, therefore, it rubs people the wrong way. You said his value. I don't know that he's devalued himself. The only devaluing is based on, like you're saying, Jay, it comes with other things. As far as his talent goes, he has to find the right situation to fit into. No, I'm saying, but you don't know, even know if he's going to be available to play. But you, you but, wouldn't trade for him if you wouldn't trade for him unless but, you knew. But, but here's the point, though, Key. You never. Let's be real about it. I, you feel like you never. I can't say anything obsolete as it relates to Kyrie's mentality, anything finite. Like, it, it changes. Yeah, he's, right? so he, he, as, as, he fluctuates as, day to day. That's what I'm saying. So if, if Max, hypothetically, is Kyrie's like, yeah, I'll come play for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what happens in a month from now if something goes Let's down? Like, a, we're, let me make it simple. Damian Lillard, if you just isolate their skills, is not a better player than Kyrie Irving. If you just isolate that, the I, things they I, can do, I'll right? I mean, like, Kyrie Irving handles. Okay, Damian Lillard has that. He shoots it from a million miles away. Kyrie can shoot. He can shoot free throws. He has the best layup package ever. His handles maybe the best ever. Skill-wise, skill I think Kyrie's the more skilled yes. player. Better basketball player, I would say, ah, Damian Lillard but is absolutely. a better basketball player. But I think 100%. a lot of that has to do with the stuff that surrounds. Agreed. The, right? So that's what I mean, Key. Kyrie... No one would trade Damian Lillard for Kyrie, but on the court, is Damian Lillard better than Kyrie? But he is partly because of all this other stuff. Isn't that true? I, mean, I, I, I and, and, and I'm a fake basketball player. I think personally, for me, I'd rather have Dame than yeah, Kyrie me for me. Yep. Because if I needed Dame to do some of the things Kyrie can do, I believe Dame can do that, but Dame is not in that position in Portland because they're not asking him to do that. No, but I Matt, don't know that yeah. Kyrie can do the same things Dame can do. Agreed. But you tell but me. But some of those I, things are, are larger than just your skill. Kyrie can do a lot of things Dame could do. Kyrie does them with a little bit more pop and flash, right, because of his skill set, that handle. But, you know, Max, I, I agree with your point to an extent. The, the extra stuff that comes along with Kyrie 
if you if you're a GM and you're looking at these two scenarios, like man, these guys are both extremely talented, but I know consistently what I'm going to get with Damian Lillard. Let me ask you this though, Jay. Ding, I know ding, that, ding, and, and exactly. I'm going to bet. It's like stock. I'm going to bet on something that's consistent. It's something that fluctuates up and down. Let me ask you this though, uh, Jay. Do his pro- do his teammates have a problem with him with the extra stuff? Do do and do James Harden, Kevin Durant. Uh, Blake Griffin, I'm trying to think of some other people, uh, Steve Nash, the coach, do, do they have a problem with him? Because if they have a problem with him, that's the issue. I don't know. They never stated that they did, and I don't think they would ever do that publicly, Key. I think, you know, with, with that team, with KD at the top and how they think about it, they'll keep everything internal. So I'll answer that for myself and for you. Why would KD sign on with him if he had a problem with him? Oh, because I agree. you clearly wouldn't sign on with somebody, why would James Harden come to Brooklyn when he could have clearly gone to many other places in a trade if he had a problem with the way Kyrie Irving handles? Things? So let's let's play the scenario through really quickly, okay? Yes. So let's say Kyrie decides not to get vaccinated, if that's the case, if he's mm-hmm. not vaccinated, mm-hmm. All right, he'll miss forty-one home games, and in states like the Bay Area, he won't be able to participate. Right, Toronto, he won't be able to participate because those two cities have that so same you're losing games there. So you're losing like that's like 43, 44 games. And let's say, let's say LA, I think, yeah, LA, LA yeah, LA maybe. But let's say it's 44, 45 games. Let's say even with the talent they have, the Brooklyn Nets are the number one seed in the East. What ha- what do you do then? What do you do when you get into the playoffs and the home games? You have the number one seed in Brooklyn. Then how? Then what do you do? Then like, well, I mean, that, that's that's something you have to legitimately ask yourself when you get questions. Eventually, how will KD, James Harden, all those guys answer that if it gets to that point? I don't think it'll get but to they that already, point. But. but they already know now, based on what we are now, where it would be in the end. I'm a think. I'm thinking because where a, we're at now, that maybe he gets a religious playoffs. exemption. That, that applies to the playoffs too. Maybe he does. Wiggins was denied, you know, and that that's a whole other thing. We're you know this is going to be developing. We'll be we'll be getting back to it. As the news breaks on it over the coming days, weeks, and maybe months, I'll just say quickly, lots of people who wear seatbelts and are in car accidents are still injured in the accidents. Mm. That is an idiotic reason to not wear a seatbelt. And I hear the same you know, thought process used in, in terms of why they're not going to. Well, some people still get COVID. You still wear seatbelts. You still get vaccinated. Yeah, Brady's, I don't know about that one. Brady's, well, that's the same reasoning. No, I'm saying I don't know about, I don't, I don't know why when they start talking about that you still get COVID. I'm like, I don't know why. Yeah, why you think right. that way? By the way, I mean, there's star NFL players that are still not vaccinated. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'll end it like this, said, wrote in, a, in, a, in an essay recently, those who claim they need to do, quote, more research are simply announcing they have done no research because the overwhelming consensus of immunologists and other medical experts is that the vaccine is effective and safe. Brady's back in New England. We've got someone who's made that trip himself. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yes, Asante Samuels is here. There he is. What up, Sat? What up, man? What's up? What's up, fellas? Oh, good, man. I'm just. You, baby, you got it. Long time no see. I see you finally. Time, hey, man. I see I, you finally cut them damn dreads off. I know, man. I know. Long time coming, man. Long time coming. Hey, who's better, you or your son, man? I'm gonna just go straight to it. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. He's definitely starting off better than me. Um, but you know, it's it's a, it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we got to see. He's, he's doing awesome, man. He's doing unbelievable. What do you make of multiple interceptions over the last couple games on his part? I think um, he's just uh, doing what he does. Uh, he's playing with vision. His uh, instincts is kicking in. Um, you know, they got him playing off the ball, so he's able to use his – they're using him to his best of, of his ability. Um, and um, he's just playing playing some good ball. Asante, what do, you, what do you think about the Eagles this year with them having a, a young head coach, a young OC, a new D.C., a lot of moving parts. Jalen Hurts obviously having that role – what are your overall thoughts on this team? Yeah, man, I think uh, it's a it's it's, it's a it's a it's a kind of a confusing situation where they put themselves in. Um, you know, I think they had all the uh, puzzles in place before, and now they kind of uh, shook things up a little bit. Um, and I think they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to find their identity on defense, offense. I mean, pretty much everywhere. So I think uh, I think things got to settle down. They got to get to the drawing board. They got to communicate better on defense. Um, you know, they got to make sure they don't give up all the, the broken plays, the big plays, the busted plays, and um, they just got to get something going on offense. Now that the hype is here, man, it's been going on. This this was on the calendar when the schedules came out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are flying up to Foxborough this weekend to take on Bill Belichick and the Tomless Brady New England Patriots. What type of reception do you think Tom Brady's going to get from the New England Patriot fan base? Man, I think it's going to be ecstatic, man. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to get a, a welcoming welcoming ovation. Um, and it's just going to be a high-energy place. It's just the, the energy. They're going to love to see them. And uh, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get back what, they, what they've been missing. So they're going to get to feel it. And, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be gone. So I think it's going to be – crazy in there a lot of screaming a lot of 12 jerseys and i think it's just going to be fun and exciting sante you played uh with tom brady you played against tom brady um what is it he is recognized universally as the goat quarterback now right he's heading back to new england to play the goat coach his former coach (laughs) this is what is it about Tom Brady from your vantage points, you know, playing with and against him that makes him, that has made his career so special? Okay. Let's rephrase that. Not just the goat quarterback. This is the goat of football period. He's the greatest player to ever play the game. But, um, my experiences uh, with him, um, but like he, he inspired me from day one, man. Um, he was a, I think it was in his third year. I was I was I was a rookie. So we came in. I was starting in training camp. So we came in. We was competing, and um, you know I was intercepting him, and 
he couldn't believe it. Who is this new guy, this young guy, just competing with him like that. And the way he prepares, the way uh, he wants to be so perfect, the way he wants everything to line up, the eyes, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and every route, uh, two yards here or three yards there and, you know, getting ball out quick. I mean, his preparation is just unmatched, man. I, I, that, that's what I think makes him different from a lot of people. Asante, I'm not, I'm not sure, but somebody told me, a little birdie hit me up the other day, and he said uh, that somebody stole your phone and hacked your social media um, because you apparently said that Coach Belichick would not be Bill Belichick if it wasn't for Tom Brady. He would just be a normal coach. Can you elaborate on what, what that means? Um, that means exactly what is happening. That means Tom Brady is not there. He's at another team. Tom Brady takes that system, goes to another team, and wins on a COVID year. Um, Belichick has his system. Only you, only one with Brady. He 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 hands the system down to other coaches, but Brady's the only one that's successful. So. When, I, when we say elaborate, we're going to look at the facts of things and we're going to elaborate on the facts and the truth. And we're still waiting for him. If he goes out and wins the Super Bowl and does great, you're the greatest coach to ever live in my eyes. But until then, um, we just got to see. We got to see what you, you know, what type of coach he's going to end up being. <laughs> but, but Asante, isn't it always the combination of player and coach like that talented player that's able to get you over that hump and the coach um to a certain extent but i think the way i think about it is way deeper than the average eye think of, thinks about it right so when i was there i was wondering all these things he got earthwind more than shout out to my, my guy earthwind more than he would come off the streets and starting and i'll be on the bench and i'll be we wondering how we just went in and and, and how we're being so great and so productive. So that's what led me to think and understand that it has to be just Tom Brady because, you know, Belichick been other places and the <laughs> outcome hasn't been the same. Yeah, that's true. Asante Samuel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thank you, Asante. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'll stay away too long, dog. Good luck, brother. No doubt. No doubt. All good. Speaking of Tom Brady, ooh, he laid down the law on someone, and you got to hear who it is. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys. Yes. Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM. Ooh, he said some stuff. I love this. Let's, I just want to play this and react to it. This is so good. Here is uh, Tom Brady finally responding. Remember his dad came out. Remember, what was it, last week, Alex Guerrero, his personal trainer, TB12 guy and everything, right? He says a whole bunch of stuff about Brady and Belichick. And then Brady's dad said a whole bunch of stuff about Brady. You know, he's vindicated because he won the Super Bowl and everything. Brady responded um, to questions about his dad. What, talking out of school, you could say? Here's Tom Brady on that podcast. I've actually prepared a statement that I wanted to say, and it's really all that I have to say on the subject. Um, Comments made by Thomas Edward Brady, a 77-year-old insurance company CEO who should know better at this point in his life, doesn't necessarily reflect the views or positions held by his son, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So furthermore, should Tom Sr. continue to speak out on behalf of his son without the express written consent, Tom Jr. reserves the right to eventually put him in a home against his will. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Oh, put him in a home. Tom Brady is just winning. Uh, It's like there are some dudes who you think like are winning in the game of life, right? Like like Jay-Z or someone like that. Tom Brady is one of these like, what kind of a life is this dude living? All fun, man. I'm having fun now. I was having fun and winning. But now I'm having fun, and I'm still winning, and I don't have to worry about somebody walking down a hallway looking at me sideways. It doesn't, even, just, you know. it doesn't even sound realistic. If you said you're in the draft in the sixth round, you're going to go on to play 20 years and counting, win seven Super Bowls and counting, and also— well, like, It'll never you, happen again. You, I, right. You, yeah. you want to hate on the dude. You can't. It, no, it, it's it'll too never, good. It'll it, never happen again. And it's it hilarious. Makes, and it makes me feel good about myself because, you know, a lot of times for athletes, when they get drafted, they get a chance to play a sport at a high level, you always have some kind of family, like family drama. Like, you know, your mom might say something to the press or your dad might say something. So the fact that it's happening to a guy that's won so many Super Bowls, and that was still like a subtle way of jabbing his dad, it's like— no, Dad, that ain't that ain't he it. Really, that no, ain't but, it Dad. but he really ain't really tripping off his father. I know he's not, he, but he's just giving some people some stuff, and in the end, that's still his daddy. That, so his daddy exactly. is gonna always have his sons back, as well as his mom, his wife. They are gonna always, as people attack Brady or or whatever the case is, they gonna say something. Yeah, I mean, think I about it. it. Giselle, uh, several Super Bowls ago, she commented, "My my husband can't throw the ball himself and catch it." I mean, it's like they're just. It happens. And they're, look, here's the other thing, though. Brady handles every situation so well. Like, I think about a couple years back on the radio, someone said something about his kid. Did Tom Brady say, oh, he tried to go after the guy? He just got up. He ended the interview, right? He's like, I'm not going to talk about this. And then later said, I don't want this guy's career to be over. You know, it's a learning moment, this and that. That was, per- that was like, okay, in Yiddish, there's a word called mensch. It means a mm-hmm. person, but in the best sense of the word, like a good human being. And, and Brady handled that in such a kind of menschy way. But also this situation with his father, comic relief. It's hilarious. Like, he's just winning. He handles everything perfectly. I got to give it to him. As somebody, <laughs> as somebody who's, uh, you know, knows the word mensch very well and rooted against Tom Brady as a Jets fan, he is definitely not a mensch. 
Well, will you stop that? Yes, he is. He's not. Yes, he is. Right, do we want to go? I to like this. Do we want to go to Deflate Gate? Do we want to go to Spygate? Which one do we want to go to to talk oh, about? Oh God, Brady's nothing was no. proven. In a court of law. You know what else is interesting? Remember when Shaq came out and said, yeah, I used to deflate the basketball a little bit because I didn't have big hands like Michael Jordan. I wanted to be able to palm the ball. Like, you know, it's just the culture of different sports. Some things are okay. It's not even, it's not even the culture of the sport. It's who it is in the sport. That's all it is. It's who it is. That's, it's not the culture of the sport. It's who it is. Certain people get away with certain things and others don't. That's just the reality of it. You know how many times our balls was – deflated to the point where we could just squeeze it and it would almost be flat. They said nothing about it to us because it was Brad Johnson and it was just like, but it's Tom Brady and it's New England and they've gotten caught allegedly Hmm. with their hand in the cookie jar many times. So we need to go back and review the Super Bowl that you won, huh? That's what you're trying to tell us. No, we didn't. We didn't oh, need to. Asterisk. Here oh, we go. Oh. We didn't need to, to deflate cheat. balls. It wasn't cheating. You just said it. But it wasn't cheating, though. They didn't look at it as cheating for us. They looked <laughs> at it as cheating us. for that's New what I mean yes. by the culture. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Some guys can get away yeah. with it, but also there are some infractions. Like if you're if you have a camera in center field and you can pick up balls and strikes on your camera yeah. and relay it to play, and there's no defense for it, yeah. people don't like that. If you deflate a ball a little bit, people are usually going to be like, "All right, fine. You're cheating in a way that." That no, my Super other people Bowl have fixed too. you, fool. You said, well, who are you talking about? Oh, you're sitting talking to somebody. Here. a conversation remember, with yourself yeah, over remember here. Remember when Dwight Smith came out week of the Super Bowl and said that the Super Bowl was fixed? Yeah. Oh, that they yeah. knew they were going to win it ahead of time? Tying it all yeah, together, the, Evan. I the, see what the, you're doing. Dwight was on some of that legal, so I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, let, let, let that rest. Yeah, I fixed Super Bowl, man. Stop. What's the spread for the game? I wonder what the spread for the uh, Bucks pats game is. Oh, that's be, not the key. The key is the weather. Points. What's the weather? What's the weather? Like? That's the well, key. Let me take a, a look. bunch of points. Take a look while Max continues to talk. Tune in to an NL East battle tonight as the Braves host the Phillies. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You had your real rankings today. People have reacted on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Oh, God. Beat me up. Ryan says a couple of teams I would take off and replace with the Titans. Um... King Henry and that running game opens up all types of possibilities for the offense. American football. Linda says. 65. Cardinals should be number five, I think. Browns are better to me. After the next two or three games within the division, I don't believe the Cardinals will be in the top five. Thanks, guys. No yeah, angry. Right. All of those things are probably true. No yeah. angry Chief all fans. Of, yeah, but you're not doing true. rankings for two weeks from now. You're doing yeah, rankings for yeah. today. So tomorrow, Monday, these things are Tuesday. These things will change again. Tomorrow's Wednesday. No, what's today? Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I said. Next Tuesday, it'll change again. I said Monday, then I said Tuesday. Jenkins says the Broncos are too high. Every team they beat has an 0-3 record. Of course, early in the season, when you hang a loss on a team, you're bringing them kind of close to 0-3. You know, like early in the season, teams' one-loss records can be a little bit deceptive. You know, the Chiefs are 1-2. They'll be fine. I know Jay's probably never had this happen to him. Wait, stop hitting me. Ow, ow. That's assault. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Come on, man. ESPN Radio. We got to help each other. We got to build each Tony other Dungy up. with us tomorrow. Instead Green of beat each other up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.